You're listening to Messes to Successes, a behind-the-scenes look at the strategies, tools, and insights that have taken businesses of all sizes from losing to winning with serial business builder Walden Fenster. For a VIP experience with Walden and the Venture Studios team, visit VentureStudios.com slash podcast. There you'll get access to a huge vault of resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at how to grow a successful business. All right. So today, thank you for joining us, Natan Alexander, aka Rab Natan. So thank you for joining us on Messes to Successes. And I just want to kick us off. Tell us what Rav means, where it comes from, like what, what like how did you get that nickname? Okay, so Rav is in Hebrew a shortening for rabbi. Rabbi means teacher, right? It doesn't mean religious leader that knows everything and tells everyone what to do. It means it means teacher. Um, and I was a teacher, am a teacher since I was 14 years old. I've been in front of people uh, teaching. And when I started teaching in high schools, rabbi was just far too formal. And so I decided to shorten it and turn it into Rav. Um, so, yeah, Rav. And my first name is Natan, uh, which makes it even more even less formal you know a lot of a lot of spiritual religious leaders love being called highfalutin names and uh, making themselves better and beyond the people um so i like being called by my first name so you can call me rav natan or natan what like you know it's all good <laughs> whatever feels good for you awesome so you're telling me that spiritual leaders can start for-profit businesses Oh, start with a challenge, huh? Well, let's put it this way. I'm not sure the whole world agrees with me, um, but unfortunately, I saw and experienced for many, many years um, communities around the world, spiritual, call them religious, whatever it is, communities around the world, um, that wanted their rabbis or spiritual leaders or guides to be there at their beck and call, uh, that their children should be more important than the rabbi's children, that their wives' needs should be more important than my wife's needs, and so on and so forth. And yes, because we are spiritual leaders, we should not want for um, financial stability or even beyond financial stability. Um, and after many years of serving a few different communities under this mindset, um, I challenged it. I am a challenger. I, I was born to challenge. I really do believe that step out there in ways that other people are not willing to, which is sometimes dangerous and sometimes difficult. Actually, most of the time difficult, but anyway. Um, and said to myself, hold on a second, why should my wife see every other wife uh, in the community dressed beautifully, being taken out on a date? You know, I take my wife out on a date and people like eye me like, dude, like, like you're the rabbi. What are you taking your wife on? The, you know, we pay your salary. You know, <laughs> did you go and see a movie and dinner? You know, like so I was like, I've had enough of that. I want to be able to provide for my wife and children what I want to provide for my wife and children, and not what some 
you know, people who are uh, paying the spiritual leader's salary define as enough or not enough uh, for my family. So, yeah, about uh, four or five years ago, I really stepped out against that. Um, that doesn't mean that I believe that uh, I, because I'm not going to judge anyone else, but that I or my family should become majorly obsessed with physicality or, you know, greed, God forbid, or live beyond our needs or anything like that. It's just that, you know, I have a right just as much as any man to provide for his family um, what my skill set is worth and not what some community defines as is enough for me and my family. That's awesome. And so just to really give the audience a clarification point, can you talk to us a little bit more about your business and really what was the the trigger or pain point that that caused you to step into it and be like, man, like I know that this is how I can affect the world. Like, and I know Mm. this is how I can also accomplish my goals. Okay. Awesome question. So I have a few different businesses, but the the one that I'm most passionate about um, is a men's group called Leader of the Pack, um, which we can get to in a second. But the pain point and the inspiration behind that actually didn't start with that itself. Um, after being a teacher for quite <laughs> quite a few years. Um, through a few different personal things and also counseling, um, I recognize that many people all around the world um, suffer from uh, different sexual issues, uh, specifically in marriage. Um, how, how like open can I be here, Alden? Oh, you can be very open. I mean, the the big thing that I want to clarify here is this is still a business podcast, but you have to realize that when your when your marriage is in a wreck or when you're when you're struggling things on the marriage side, it's going to affect your business. So even though this is a completely exactly. business focused podcast, I love where you're where you're headed here. Okay, cool. So, um, so as I said earlier in the conversation, I'm someone who steps out and believes that I've been put here to do things that other people are maybe not willing to do, uh, to give to the world. My work, my, my name, Natan actually means give, um, or gave. Uh, and I really do believe that I'm here to give to the world. I, you know, the, yeah. And I believe everyone is here to give to the world. Uh, but I, I need to take responsibility for what I can. So anyway, I stepped out and after speaking to many sex therapists um, and quite a few religious leaders as well, uh, both in the Jewish and in the Christian world, um, I created an online business uh, which sells uh, sex toys, which is what the world calls it. But I don't, you know, I don't, it's not a toy. This is pretty serious stuff. On the other hand, sometimes it is a toy. Sometimes that's, that's what, you know, we need to be able to see these things as. But the point is, uh, I created it in a way that uh, husband and wife should feel comfortable to sit down together and look at the products together and choose. Um, because in many, 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 many websites that sell the same thing, right? You'll see some woman or some guy that's naked or having an orgasm or whatever it is, 
And there's so much judgment that goes through couples' minds around seeing that. You know, the wife sits there and goes, oh, well, I'm not going to look like that. Or the husband goes, oh, why doesn't she look like that? Or why don't I last that long? Or, you know, all of these types of things that, that create tension and problems in the relationship rather than solve the problem. So I created this website called BeBetterTogether.com that sells sex toys in a modest way. Um, so that was the first, you know, step uh, towards answering the pain point. Um, I then, you know, continued doing a lot of counseling, marriage counseling. And within that marriage counseling, I saw, and this is a real pain point, uh, I saw that so many of the issues between husbands and wives would be solved if the man solved his issues and his problems and had the correct place and space in the relationship to be the man, which in my mind and biblically means the leader of the family, the leader of the community. Um, now, just to jump on that, uh, and we can then we can talk <laughs> business all you like, right? The world unfortunately sees leaders as people who take power and use it against the people or for their own benefit. According to bib, you know, biblical understanding, leadership does not mean power, it means responsibility. And that's the pain point of so many men that don't know how to take responsibility, so many wives that want their husband to take responsibility, so many children that are waiting for their father to lead them and take responsibility. That's the pain point, the major pain point amongst many that we are answering uh, in leader of the pack. So leading into that, that's a great transition point of just saying, and just asking, it's like really when you first started into that, what setbacks did you really face? But then also like what, what point were you just like, man, I'm stuck. Like I'm like, things are about to fall apart or like just how, how can I actually mm. keep going after and bettering the world through men and through relationship but also still making this a for-profit business that I can support my wife and family with. Like what was that? What was that stuck point? Where was that setback at? <laughs> there have been quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Life of an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what's so exciting. And, uh, you know, on another talk, maybe we can talk about the fact that like, you know, I grew up as a guy who's, you know, the principal of the school told my mother that I would never succeed. You know, I was always a guy who was taken out for remedial, you know, lessons and all that type of stuff. But I always had people skills. Um, and and that's been the answer to, to solving those problems. But the, the, the first major, major hurdle was when I released um, this uh, website, um, I, was, I created a lot <laughs> a lot of attention, as you can probably imagine, you know, a rabbi holding a vibrator, you know, like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on here? And Bloomberg News, Bloomberg Business News picked up the phone, a guy whose name is Kobe, and he said, Rabbi, I have to interview you. Walden, you have no idea how many people have said, how much did you pay Bloomberg to interview you? I said, nothing. They even paid for the coffee in the coffee shop. Like they, they just wanted this story. So my first major issue was uh, the headline, Sex Toy Rabbi. 
Wow. Right? Powerful. Now, (laughs) powerful, so powerful. But I looked at this. I literally went to my wife and I cried. And I said, after almost 20 years of being an educator, is that what I'm going to be known as? And the wise woman that she is said to me, it's, it's so powerful. She says, Natan, now you've got their attention, go and teach. And that's when I realized that all of that attention, the 40,000 people that came to the website that pretty much crashed the website because we weren't ready for it, <laughs> they wanted to be taught. They wanted to be guided on a very painful part of their lives. And then it just evolved. Um, Other stuck points are, you know, certain people who had introduced me to a whole lot of people uh, wanted to, I'll put it in nice words, guide or maybe restrict what I was doing in the people that I was affecting. And I just stayed true to what I believed was right, a whole lot of prayer, a whole lot of faith. Um, And I just stuck with it. And I said, you know, from from the sex toy store to the counseling, to this leader of the pack, this is what I believe my mission in life is. I'm sticking with it. And now those same people are turning around and saying, wow, we're seeing – um, the the deliverables, the tangible deliverables in people's marriages, you've got to keep doing this thing. Wow. So, yeah, a- anyone who's listening, yeah, you, we've got to, as entrepreneurs, we've got to balance self-assurance with humility, with faith, with skill, you know, all of those different things just to be balanced to hear the feedback around us, but at the same time to be sure of yourself enough to step through all of those boundaries that are put in front of us. Wow. That's amazing. And like leading into like the first time we ever met about business, like what were some of the questions running around in your head? Because I knew that you were coming right out of that transition point of like being like almost like guided in a weird direction and people were kind of like, on edge about you a little bit, but like, what were some of the questions running around in your head the first time we ever talked strategy or business? The biggest thing running around in my head, and it's, it's crazy to think the first time we spoke and now is this, this little nagging thing in the back of my head that said, Natan, you're an educator, not a businessman. Natan, you've never been given these skills. Natan, you don't know what to do with money. All of those self-judgments that were placed upon me. Uh, My father is an amazing man. He was, you know, a great salesman in the times that he was a salesman, but he didn't teach me about money. Um, I don't know how to, I didn't know how to run a business. You know, I had to really instill Every day today, I still am making sure to reach out to people like you and other people that know more about business, more about strategy than I do. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be guided by, by people like that. But those are, the, those are the dark questions in the back of my head uh, that continue to, to knock. 
but they get softer and softer and are shut down easier today than they were then. That is awesome. And like, I, I think it brings up a very valid point that like, and we hit on this on a previous podcast. It's just having that, like, you just, you just know without a reasonable doubt that you're on the right path and that by being teachable and surrounding yourself with people that know more than you, it just, it really helps build that community and I, I feel like that's really where we had that like aha moment together. It was talking about the strategy and like, yeah, like you can be an educator, but if you don't make any money educating, like your your voice and your your uh, message is being limited on how far it can go, you know? So like, that's right. like, I feel like some of that breakthrough happened around that conversation of just being like, hey, I'm teachable. Tell me, how do I price this? How do I do this? How do I, <laughs> like, how do I build a website? Where does the marketing, like, how do we start selling these like live events and this high ticket item? Like, so like leading into that, like, like coming out of our very first meeting, we started to put together this implementation plan of like, just what should I do next type of thing. But really, where did you go from there? What were the next steps that you kind of took to start building up leader of the pack Israel? Action. Nice. It was, it was action. It was Kainatan. Um, no one knows everything, right? And I said something to someone the other day who was like really depressed about the fact that they're still in counseling. And I said to them, even kings have advisors. And I didn't realize how powerful the point was until he said it back to me. He was like, oh my gosh, you just changed my life, right? Even kings, even people who know so much in whatever field, whether it's business, religion, education, whatever it is, we've got to be humble enough to have advisors. Um, and then at the same time, to take enough responsibility to say, yes, I need advisors, but they are only advisors. At the end of the day, I need to take action. I need to step forward. I need to announce what the price is. I need to put my head on the, you know, head on the block. And if this thing fails, it's not Walden's fault to advise me, or it's not this person or that person. It's my problem. It's my issue. And that's one of the powerful things about being an entrepreneur. Like so many people, so, you know, so many people talk about this, you know, that everyone wants to be called an entrepreneur, but there are so many people who are not willing to take the knocks, who are not willing to, you know, put that first step out um, and say, at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. I'm wasting not only Walden's time or whoever else's time who, you know, are putting their absolute everything into advising me. I'm wasting my own time. And in my case, I was like, hey, I'm wasting my wife's time, my children's time. If I'm not going to do this, just go and get a teaching job. You know you're good at it. Just go and do it, right? Um, but it was it was action. It was putting it out there. That first Israel trip, uh, my aim was eight. Someone pushed me to make it 10, and we got 14. A year later, we got 21. Seven returnees from the first year. And the rest, you guys, we're about to do awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're about to do an American event called Leader of the Pack Engage 
in June in America, in California, we're not talking eight, we're not talking 10, we're not talking 20, we're talking 80 to 100. Wow. Right? Now, I know that number's big. I know that number's maybe even too big. But if I don't put it there, if I don't put the action out there and go, guys, there's 80 spaces, let's do this thing. And I say, okay, guys, there's like 20 spaces, then I'll probably get 18. But if I say there's 100 and I get 80, then it's a win. Yeah. And so, like, you boiled down, like, all of our conversations. I mean, like, there for a while we're talking sometimes biweekly as we're working through things, talking strategy, like, talking about how to price your membership, how to, like, stagger upsells, how to build that library, things like that. But, like, if you could boil it all down to, like, one thing that you got out of, like, working with myself and Venture Studio, what would that one thing be? It'd be make a decision, like I said before, action, Mm -hmm. make a decision. Because the truth is, at least in the first few meetings, what we discussed, I'd already thought through. I'd thought about it for like three, four months. Right. But it was it was someone who I know has more experience than me saying the same things and adding a little bit more and giving me the faith that I can do it, but then said, okay, let's go and do this thing. Let's build the website. Let's advertise about it and let, let's just do it. Right. And I think that I think that uh, as I say, even kings have advisors. And it was knowing that Walden's going to be there no matter what, even if this idea fails or if it does really well, he's going to be there and I'm going to be able to come back to him and go, you know, (laughs) there was, when we first met, I was so unsure that I'm sure I said the same thing to you over and over and over again. And then we'd have an hour's conversation that was meant to be 45 minutes and I still wouldn't have made that decision. But I knew Walden was there and he would just have patience for me to go through my own process. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it's me who needs to take responsibility, not Walden or anyone else. Right. And like, I think I actually quoted this a couple of times, but like it was a, and by the way, like phone calls to Israel, like there's time changes. There's all these excuses that we could have made, you know, but like we did it. And it's one of those things of take action. Let's just go do it. Because it came back yeah. to this quote, and I, I feel like I told this quote like a couple of times, but it is test fast, fail fast, and make your adjustment. You know, just get it, go, yeah. go, go, make yeah. some action. And uh, yeah. that quote's from uh, Tom Peters, but like overall, that you you were like the perfect person to like work with because like it didn't matter. Like, yes, we confirmed a lot of stuff, but it was just like, hey, Nathan, great, set your membership pricing at this. Make it so that they can attend the event unless they're a member. Like, it's not that hard. Let's build up a little community over here. But, like, it doesn't matter what we say verbally if we don't just take action and just go do it. You know, like, we, yep. we don't know if it's going to work or not work unless we just do it, you know? Yep. I just felt yep. like you were, like, the best person to put in that role because you already had the faith and you already knew that it was going to work. And you already had seen the, the fruits of it in your life. It's just how do we, yep. how do we, like, take this and build out a membership? You know, so yep. just right here while we're wrapping up here towards the end, but can you just run us through kind of like how like the business actually works? Some of the strategy that you put in place as far as like 
this is the membership. This is what they get. And this is how we're converting them to high ticket items. This is how we're building accountability groups. For sure. Like, especially in the accountability groups, because it is key to have that community and accountability that we've talked to in previous podcasts. But ultimately, you're running accountability groups globally. You have teams yeah. of people, you have clients all over the world in every single time zone of the freaking world. How do you yeah. set up and run accountability groups, run a membership <laughs> site, and actually sell people on a high ticket event? like that are spread out everywhere. How does that even work? It's a brilliant question. First of all, we have, right now, we have people, we have members in eight different countries around the world, um, including Germany, Israel, America, Canada, England, Brazil. Anyway, at least eight different countries around the world. So um, one of the things that can be a hurdle are those time zones, as you're saying, especially with our accountability calls, Every single week, we meet for an hour or more. Um, I it, it, there, There's no excuses. And if for some reason I can't make it, for example, last week, I was literally on an airplane. Part of the model that I've built is that anyone who's been with me for two Israel trips has the ability to be a team leader. They're already... They know how leader of the pack works. They know, you know, how I would respond to something. And more importantly, they're humble enough. I know that they're humble enough to say, hey, don't know how to answer that question. You know, we're here for you. Natan will get back to you or whatever it is. Um, So one of the major keys to being able to run this thing is entrusting and empowering other men. I am no better than any other man in the world. I'm no better at doing this and probably not the best guy to do it necessarily. But I know that I have my brothers who will, uh, number one, hold me accountable. And number two, step in for me. They're trustworthy. They'll be like, hey, Nathan, go spend time with your family. We know that you've been working your absolute tush off. We've got this for you. You're like, whoa, hold on a second, you're not being paid to do this. No, but they understand that he's growing them as men to be given more responsibility and step up. So um, so the, the truth is the membership don't get that much. The membership is more about the men feeling and truthfully being a part of a brotherhood. I'll give you an example. So what do the members get? They're on a Facebook page. They get a weekly newsletter and they get accountability every week, right? This meeting and they get 15% off the American uh, event and 10 to 15% off the Israel event, right? So it's not really that much that they're getting financially for $34.90 a month. But I'll tell you what they are getting. We had a guy whose father had a stroke, okay, a full-time member. His father had a stroke. We jumped on a call, and we all prayed together. After that, he had, I don't even know how many men, every single day checking in with him. How are you? How's your dad? What's going on? We have guys who are uh, going through, um, um, what's the word? Addictions. Okay, we have guys who who have alcohol addictions, sex addictions, all sorts of different things. Right? Guys check guys check in on them 
guys checking on them constantly. How are you doing? Do you want to be held accountable? Do you need me to give you a call and make sure that you're dry for, for the next week? Right? These are guys, that's what they're getting. That's what's most important to them. Um, and, and that's what I want to provide, right? If I, if I didn't have to charge, I'd probably be happy not to charge, right? Because, and, and they'd be happy to be there maybe even if the, the charge went up. So it works both ways. But what they're, what they're getting is what men around the world do not have, and that is trustworthy brothers that are willing to hold them accountable and kick them up the tush when they need it and at the same time hug them and pray for them when they're hurting. Um, and I think that that's a major, major key to success. And, yeah, and we talked a little bit about um, just – even if you got to charge a little bit, it gets that um, there's skin in the game type of thing. It makes it, yep. it changes the perspective. Like you can get out there and do free events all that you want, but like if if people aren't committed to that event or actually the community that they're building, like it's just there's a, it's like a psychology break almost, you know. So like even just a little bit, it could be a, it could be five bucks a month, but there's still a commitment there now, you know. And I feel like yep. that that was a super powerful breakthrough that we had. And like, it wasn't about like, oh yeah, they get discounts to events and they get all these digital library things, which are all great things, but like it, it's, it's securing that community. And, you know, like you hit it on yeah. a hardcore there is you're, you're delegating and you're entrusting these members to then also help you put on these live events. So I talk to a lot of people right now that are all about the live events. They want to coach, they want to do all these things. They want to put on these huge live events but like they don't, they're trying to do it all themselves without building that community mm. first, you know? And I just yep. feel like you were a, a prime example of somebody that has empowered his own group that has shown the results, has shown the reason why to be part of this community. And now, Oh, by the way, we're going to go have a, a one week trip in Israel, a two week trip in Israel, or come to the United States and do like this big, like powerful engaged retreat there. Like that, that's all bonus. That's on the top. Like, I just feel like, People get so much even just through the community that when it comes to that live event, you you have all these leaders in place. You have a community that's like, man, yes, let's go do this. Let's go learn Krav Maga. Let's go learn how to like protect our family. Let's go like do this, climb mountains and protect our family and brotherhood and help each other. And like, it's really just like, I feel like if you really focus on that culture and on that community, like and really pour your heart into that that's that's the reason and if i could really narrow it down to one thing i feel like that's the reason that you're being so successful in everything that you're doing is you're pouring your heart out into that community yeah well, let, let me uh, thank you for that and I, I appreciate you recognizing that um because there um there are many people many entrepreneurs uh, that are that, that understand as Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know the the jab 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 right hook, right, and so a lot of people understand. Hey, that means all I need to give do is give 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 and then take. Um, that's not really how I think it works. You need to give 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 because that's what's right. Um, and if that doesn't suit your business model, then find a different way to do it. But don't try and pull the wool over people's eyes. Like, you know, in our opening conversation before you press record, you're talking about just giving to people. That's because you want to grow people. You want to help people grow their own businesses. You want to that, – that's truth, right? And biblically, 
I don't have, you know, you can't see if I would draw it or write it, but the Hebrew word for the biblical word, right, for uh, for uh, an untruth is sheker. And those three letters all stand on one leg each. But the word for truth is emet, and all three of those letters stand on two legs each. Mm. So truth always stands. And so if you're investing in people and loving on people and giving to people because that's truly what you stand for and what you believe, it's going to stand, it's going to stay, and people will be attracted to it. But if it's just in in order to get people's money, in order to pull the wool over people's eyes, then it's going to fail. (laughs) Give up, try something else, and tell people, hey, what I really want to do is just charge you X amount are you willing to pay or not? Well, and I think I think it's always part of the the entrepreneur's journey. Almost is like figuring out that once you do have that heart for giving, and you're making it more about other people's success than your own, yeah. I feel like that's the the pivot point in most entrepreneurs' lives. You know, I th- I think everybody, including myself. I mean, I've been through seasons where I'm like, man, things are so tight. I just need to go close a client. You know, but like it was that mindset that also led to failure. You know, so yeah. like. When we, when we restarted building Venture Studio and when we started like just pushing out more content than most people are like, you're just, you're just boosting ads just because it's a link to an article. Like you're not trying to sell anything. And I'm like, yeah, we're not. We're just literally, we're out here putting on free events for people. We're putting on all these things just because we want you to be successful. Like we know that if we make you successful, we in turn will be successful. Like it's, it's a given, like, because like, it's just you have to know and you have to walk in that faith of like, Hey, yeah, we're going to invest a ton of money into like sewing, 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 just pushing out all this content for people. Because at the end of the day, like we're just sitting here trying to bang our head against the wall, trying to get new clients. And we're out there doing paid ads saying, Hey, click here, fill out this form. Now you're going to be a client and we're going to charge you this, 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 and this. There's no relationship there. There's no community there that you're talking about. There's no actual results. But now if I flip-flop the mindset and I say, we're just going to push and push and push and give and give and give, people in their mind are just like, oh my gosh, this is completely counterintuitive. Like, I don't, I don't get why they're doing it, but it's awesome because now they start seeing all this content. And like, we just had articles published in Business Insider and like, we're getting interviewed on the news. We're getting all this stuff because people can't Amazing. figure out what we're doing and why we're doing it this way. And <clears throat> it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to them. But now they look back at it and they're like, man, if his content is so good, just the content that he's giving away is even a fraction of what their, their company is able to provide in our business. Like they have to be good, you know? So it's almost yeah. just like, it's like, it's like, yeah. it's counterintuitive, but it's like, man, like, yes, give away your good stuff. Get like, show people who you really are instead of trying to put up this paywall. And I remember like just yeah. walking through that with you of like the conversations around paywalls and what should be on one side of it with content and what should be on this side with content and what they should get when they pay and all this stuff. And literally that's yeah. where like, even I've seen it in your marketing where you're just like, Hey, here's a video on how to overcome addiction and you're just pushing it out. Or here's a video on, yeah. like you said, I've given so much for free. You know, or whatever it's it is. But like, it's just crazy to see like the, the most successful people out there, Gary V like Tony Robbins, like Russell Brunson, all these guys that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars or may, like are on their way to, being worth billions potentially and how they just literally just give. And I think that's really the most powerful thing to take out of this whole podcast is just 
having having like a king a king needs accountability and a king needs to have trainers in his life a king needs to be able to take action and actually like just be a doer and lastly just uh have a heart for giving and i feel like if you have those big three things like it really solidifies that that pillar of success in business and i don't know if you have any last final thoughts here but like we'll we'll start (laughs) to wrap up but like that like any final thoughts ravnathan yeah, just just one one other thing. If I would have, and this is maybe counterintuitive to, to what we just said, but I, I do believe it's the truth. If I would have stayed at give, 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 then I would not be a businessman. I would not be um, providing for my family the way that I want to. So with the give, you also have to be honest with yourself around what is your giving worth? If you, if you really, um, if you don't believe in yourself as the giver, if you don't believe it's worth anything, if you're not willing to turn around and say, you know what, my time is worth X amount every minute or every hour or every day or whatever it is, then that's great. Then volunteer, right? I'm a volunteer firefighter. That's where I get to volunteer, right? I don't, I don't expect anything back. But if you're trying to do this as a business, if you're trying to provide for your family, well, then you have every right, as long as you're good enough, to charge for what you're giving. Um, otherwise, you're a volunteer, not an entrepreneur. <laughs> and trust me, everybody listening, I am a for-profit, and of course, we have consulting packages. But like, like, yeah. like I, like I just know that, like by by taking those steps in giving. And just like you just said, Natan, like we are all for profits. Like if, if you wanted to give away all your time, go give it away. But like at the end of the yeah. day, like you have to, you have to, so you have to plant these seeds, you have to plant these seeds and then go harvest them, you know? So like if I was just yeah. in, if I was a for profit and I was just going out to close business, like that, like there's no, there's no true like harvest there because there's no seeds that have been planted. No, but now mm-hmm. that I'm out and I'm giving, I'm giving and I'm giving. Now, when I get ready to step into the community and ha- with my offering saying, Hey, like, this is what I offer you. Th- th- this is all the giving that I've done over here. All these like, like things that I've done and how I've, I've helped benefit the community. And it's doing it with a, an open mind and open heart because it's not manipulation at that point. It's not like, it's not an expectation. It's nothing like that, but you're actually now positioning your offer in a way that people can like give back <laughs> you know yeah. share, and understand <laughs> and and if you counted the amount of hours that you put into all of that giving it still wouldn't amount to or, or what you then charge once people come and say hey i i would like to invest in myself and and take your services it's still not going to cover all of all of what we've been giving there's no way that, you know, and I tell people, you know, the, a few guys, uh, obviously we've got to finish off, but a few guys straight away wanted to, you know, after coming on Leader of the Pack, they're like, hey, I want to start a men's group. And I said to them, that's awesome and, and that's wonderful. And, in fact, one guy did and ended up bringing me out to his men's group and at least half of the guys in the men's group then came to the second year in Israel. But what I said was, you can start your men's group, go for it. Like, God forbid I would stop you from being empowered. But understand that leader of the pack is 39 years of my life being prepared uh, for this day. Yeah. Um, and so 
you know, don't try, I guess that's a whole nother conversation, right? But don't <laughs> well, try we'll to have you on for a part good. two, a part two interview. Sounds good, man. Sounds All good. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for listening to Messes to Successes. Uh, this was Rav Natan, or now you know him as Rav Giver. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You've been listening to Messes to Successes, a podcast by Venture Studios. To get access to resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at growing a business, visit VentureStudio.com. This weekly podcast is produced and hosted by Walden Fenster, directed and edited by Chad Ketcher. Copyright 2019. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn and get new episodes every Wednesday wherever you find podcasts.